You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include a giant panda in France gave birth to twin baby girls and the Baltimore National Aquarium celebrates its 40th anniversary. Here is your national news recap for the week of August 1st. At least 10 people are dead after a crash on a remote South Texas highway Wednesday. Texas Department of Public Safety Sergeant Nathan Branley says the van was apparently speeding when it tried to turn and smashed into a metal utility pole near Encino. 30 people were in the van that's designed to carry 15 passengers. A woman is accused of killing her newborn son. California's Mountain View Police arrested 31-year-old Jennifer Tupper on Wednesday for murder and child abuse charges. According to police, first responders went to the 2000 block of Leghorn Street after receiving a call Monday afternoon about a woman's friend who had just given birth to a stillborn. The woman, who was identified as Tupper, was taken to the hospital to get treated. An autopsy of the newborn showed the baby was born alive and suffered significant injuries before he died. Police then arrested Tupper after she was discharged from the hospital. Tension continues in Westchester County, New York, over former President Trump's visit this week. The group Indivisible Westchester gathered outside Trump's national golf course in Briarcliff Manor to protest Trump's appearance at a GOP fundraiser. They were met with Trump supporters, including members of the Proud Boys, but police separated the two groups and the discord remained limited to shouting. This follows a Wednesday night protest outside the Winged Foot Golf Club in Mamaranek, where Trump was the guest of honor at a banquet. Columbia Memorial Health will soon decide whether to require its employees to get the COVID shot. The hospital in Hudson is an affiliate of the Albany Medical Center, which announced earlier this week it would require all clinical and non-clinical employees to get vaccinated. However, the Capital Region Hospital announced that it is leaving it up to the affiliates whether to order a vaccine mandate. Columbia Memorial Health serves Columbia, Green, and Dutchess counties. A New York City divorce lawyer is murdered in his Queens office after reportedly being threatened. A lawyer who works in the same Jackson Heights building as the victim, Charles Zolot, told police that a client and his brother had threatened Zolot the night before. A maintenance worker found the 65-year-old lawyer dead in his 82nd Street office Thursday morning. Police say he had been beaten and stabbed. Zolot was due in court that day. Police are checking out surveillance video looking for suspects. Authorities now have a person in custody in the hit-and-run death of actress Lisa Baines on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Police have charged Brian Boyd with leaving the scene and failure to yield. They say Boyd was on an electric scooter on Amsterdam Avenue by West 64th Street, June 4th, when he went through a red light and hit and killed Baines before taking off. 
Baines had been in dozens of movies and TV shows. Charges are pending after an elderly woman was stabbed multiple times on Chicago's northwest side. Police say the 85-year-old victim was involved in an argument with a man Thursday in the 5300 block of West Aiken Street when the man stabbed the woman in the abdomen. The victim was taken to the Lutheran General Hospital where her condition was stabilized. The suspected attacker was taken into custody at the scene. A battle over mask mandates is brewing in Louisiana. The governor ordered masking indoors this week, and that includes public schools. And it's not sitting well with the state's attorney general. Jeff Landry posted on Facebook a form that parents could sign if they wanted to try and opt out of the masking rules for public education. It lists several court cases involving masking, but the small print tells parents it's not legally binding. There were protests in two parishes this week, with parents angry that their kids must wear masks on campus. Oreo lovers are rejoicing. An Oreo cafe is now open at the American Dream Mall in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It offers everything Oreo, from shakes to clothing and candles that smell like Oreos. There's also a special secret menu item, like the Oreo donut s'morewich. The nation's unemployment lines are a little shorter. 400,000 Americans filed first-time claims for jobless benefits last week. That's 24,000 fewer than the previous week's revised total. Most experts had forecasted about 370,000 first-time claims. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. President Biden is honoring the Capitol Police officers and D.C. Metropolitan Police who defended the nation's capital on January 6th. He signed a bill awarding them congressional gold medals. To all of them, on behalf of a grateful nation, thank you, thank you, thank you for protecting our capital. Biden called what happened that day fundamentally un-American. However, he added democracy did survive and truth defeated lies. The president said we should pray for the families of the officers who took their own lives after that day because their heroism cannot be forgotten. The Congressional Medals will be displayed in four places. Two will be kept at the U.S. Capitol Police Department and Washington Metro D.C. Police Department. The third will be on display at the Smithsonian Museum, honoring all law enforcement who protected the Capitol that day. And the fourth will be housed inside the Capitol building. Candidates looking to unseat California Democratic Governor Newsom in the recall election say they oppose mask mandates. During a debate Wednesday night at the Nixon Library in Yorba Linda, Kevin Falconer, Doug Oz, Kevin Kiley, and John Cox all said they opposed mandatory rules on face covering and requiring vaccinations. Cox said California should follow Florida's example in managing the pandemic, ignoring recent data that the Sunshine State is seeing a larger surge in COVID cases than California. Recall ballots will be mailed out on August 16th and must be returned by September 14th. Now, speaking of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis believes the state law he signed banning mask mandates will stand up in court. Speaking at Tampa General Hospital, he answered questions about the potential lawsuit in the Tampa Bay area. It's our belief that, that this should be a parent's choice. I think it flows directly from that bill, and I think we'll end up winning. The suit claims the no-mask mandate law violates local control of schools under the state constitution. The White House has condemned states that have enacted laws banning mask rules in schools. 
President Biden is unveiling plans to help boost production of electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles. Labor and industry, state and local leaders, we're all working together to write the next chapter of the American story. Biden hosted a White House event and called it a question of leading or falling behind in the battle for the future. Biden said China is currently winning the battle. He argued that the U.S. must move fast to catch up. The president announced a new executive order setting a national goal of having electric and zero emission vehicles making up 50 percent of new cars and trucks in the U.S. by 2030. That was your political update. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Lloyd Wilson with your international news. Doping remains a huge problem in swimming. That's what American backstroke Olympian Ryan Murphy tells CNBC. Not only is it a problem, Murphy says not enough is being done to combat it. He says the U.S. is transparent about who gets drug tested and when, but that's not the case in other countries. Murphy won gold in the 4x100 medley relay, a silver in the 200-meter backstroke, and a bronze in the 100-meter backstroke in Tokyo, bringing his Olympic career medal count to six. Led Zeppelin fans don't have to wait much longer to see a documentary about the legendary band. That's because Becoming Led Zeppelin will debut next month at the Venice International Film Festival. It's the first time the band's members have participated in a documentary about their career. The festival in Italy runs from September 1st through the 11th. Duke Reagan is leaving the 2020 games with a silver medal after losing by split decision. The featherweight from Cincinnati lost 3-2 to his opponent from Russia in the gold medal fight. He was 4-0 in Tokyo going into the fight. A giant panda is providing a rare moment in France. The animal gave birth to female twin cubs at a zoo south of Paris on Monday. The cubs were born just minutes apart, and zoo officials described them as being very bright, pink, and plump. It comes after officials in China said last month giant pandas are no longer considered endangered. Just over 1,800 pandas live in the wild, and the species is listed as vulnerable. Scientists from the European Union are labeling the Mediterranean a hotspot while wildfires devastate Turkey and Greece. As thousands are being evacuated from their homes, Turkey is setting a record for the most powerful fires since fire radiative power was first introduced in 2003. Other countries experiencing wildfires include Morocco, Albania, North Macedonia, and Lebanon. The CDC is adding 16 nations and destinations to its very high COVID-19 risk level, including Greece and Ireland. It comes with a recommendation against traveling to these places and if you have to go to get fully vaccinated first. Other places added onto the list include Iran, Libya, Kazakhstan, Malta, Martinique, St. Martin, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm Lloyd Wilson. That was your international news. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. You'll have to be careful where you park in Baltimore soon. Starting August 15th, parking enforcement will resume across the city. The Baltimore City Department of Transportation says it will resume the majority of its parking enforcement efforts and traffic investigations. The department has been conducting modified operations citywide since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Under the stepped-up restrictions, officials will enforce 48-hour parking, traffic investigations, scuff law enforcement, and the towing of illegally parked cars. Frontier Airlines has changed course after previously suspending three flight attendants for dealing with a rowdy customer. 
The incident happened recently when a man allegedly groped two female employees and assaulted another on a flight from Philly to Florida. Other passengers helped take control of the situation by restraining the 22-year-old man until the plane landed. The airline now says it will indeed pay the flight attendants as the investigation rolls on. What started out as a bunch of colorful fish swimming around in a display has turned into a major destination in Baltimore, Maryland. The National Aquarium is marking its 40th anniversary at the city's inner harbor. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan praised the attraction as being a premier destination for residents and visitors alike. Governor Hogan said the aquarium is responsible for generating more than $454 million in revenue for the city each year. The attraction is also credited with contributing to education and conservation as visitors are also able to get a close-up and personal experience to learn more about sea life along the eastern U.S. coast, as well as from around the world. Philadelphia is rapidly approaching 2 million total vaccination doses. As of late, more than 776,000 residents are fully vaccinated, which equals out to 63% of adults. Meanwhile, there have been 147,703 coronavirus cases in Philly to date. Local residents are fed up with the recent uptick of gun violence in Philadelphia. People gathered and marched down the streets of Philly recently touting red shirts that represented the blood that has been shed. Children even sat on the sidewalks with signs in hopes that people would, quote, put down the guns. Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw said the cops have been flooding the areas of concern to help curb gun violence. Data from the police department shows that homicides have dropped since the beginning of June. From Brent Johnson and Samantha Marcus at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, New Jersey's eviction moratorium will end early for families above a certain income threshold under a sweeping bill Governor Phil Murphy signed into law recently that will also provide $750 million in aid for residents who have struggled to keep up with rent and utility bills during the coronavirus pandemic. The Democratic governor signed a moratorium on evictions early in the pandemic to protect from eviction tenants who lost jobs and income as businesses were forced to shut down and unemployment skyrocketed last year. Under the first two laws Murphy signed, renters making less than 80% of the area's median income will be shielded from eviction through December 31st. Those with income above 80% of the median will see the moratorium come to an end on August 31st. A foreclosure moratorium for New Jersey homeowners is now slated to end November the 15th. A popular two-day music festival in Asbury Park says that anyone who wants to attend next month must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or produce a negative test result. The See Here Now Festival has a big lineup for the September 18th to 19th festival, including Pearl Jam, The Smashing Pumpkins, Patti Smith, and Billy Idol. It announced the new attendance policy recently via social media, shortly after the organizer of the Crawfish Fest in Sussex County canceled its recent music festival due to the coronavirus concerns. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. Hi, I'm Meg Steckler with your Rowan News. It has been a busy summer for Rowan's Community Music School, presenting existing programs while preparing for a dynamic new season in the fall. According to director Elizabeth Guerriero, an invaluable asset during the time came thanks to a match made through the Diversity in Arts Leadership Internship Program administered by Americans for the Arts. From her home in Summit, New Jersey, Mimi Laws is nonetheless accomplishing some important work on the university campus, virtually and literally. Her internship has allowed her to contribute to a wide range of CMS projects in addition to giving her new insights into her own future. She's been redesigning the website, creating the latest editions of the monthly newsletter, developing an annual report, and working on social media and marketing projects. Excited by many accomplishes on Law's list, 
Guerriero has been especially eager for the debut of the new website, which launched August 2nd, and coincides with the end of the internship. But Law's work for CMS won't end there. We're excited to transition Mimi into a new position at Rowan Community Music School, and she will be taking the helm as her first marketing, social media, and development assistant, Guerriero added. For Laws, working for the Community Music School has only solidified her goals. This has definitely reinforced the feeling that I want to go into the arts field, she noted. I'm even more excited to take the next step forward. I'm Meg Steckler, and this has been your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw with your news around the sports world. NBA free agency has gotten off to a hot start as the league as a whole has been shaken up. To start, former NBA championship guard Kyle Lowry has agreed to a sign and trade with the Miami Heat. He will be joining all-star Jimmy Butler in South Beach. A former teammate of Kyle Lowry when with the Toronto Raptors, DeMar DeRozan, is also on the move as he will be heading to the Chicago Bulls along with guard Lonzo Ball who is coming from the New Orleans Pelicans. The Los Angeles Lakers have also made a flurry of moves as they have traded for MVP guard Russell Westbrook as well as signing Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, and Trevor Ariza. Other notable moves around the league include all-star Kemba Walker to the New York Knicks, as well as center Andre Drummond to the Philadelphia 76ers. Other big names still available on the market include forward Kawhi Leonard and guard Dennis Schroeder. Moving along to the NFL as former Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz, who is now with the Indianapolis Colts, has suffered a foot injury and had surgery on Monday. The Colts have said he will miss 5-12 to 12 weeks due to the injury. This comes after being traded from the Philadelphia Eagles in the offseason. As of now, second-year quarterback Jacob Eason will slide into the starting quarterback role in place of Wentz. Speaking of the Eagles, first-round selection Heisman Trophy-winning wide receiver Devontae Smith also will be missing some time. He is listed as week-to-week with an MCL sprain. The NFL also started their preseason with the Hall of Fame game on Thursday between the Dallas Cowboys and Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers won by a final score of 16-3. The NFL regular season will begin Thursday, September 9th, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. One of soccer's worldwide greats is leaving their organization after 17 years. Lionel Messi is departing FC Barcelona due to what the team announced as financial and structural obstacles. One of soccer's greats will now be able to go anywhere he would like. Now looking at the Tokyo Olympics, New Jersey's own Sydney McLaughlin set the world record in women's 400-meter hurdles with a time of 51.46 seconds. She won a gold medal for her efforts in that event. And that was your sports news with me, Nick Earnshaw, right here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hello, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report Business Update. Moderna says a clinical trial shows a booster shot of its COVID-19 vaccine produces robust antibody response. That includes protection against the highly contagious Delta variant. The company has handed over its data for peer review. Meanwhile, Moderna reported earnings in the last quarter of $6.46 per share. That beat Wall Street expectations by 50 cents. 
It also reported revenue last quarter of $4.35 billion. Analysis were looking for that number to be $4.2 billion. A large Sonoma County vineyard will produce zero grapes this year thanks to the drought. The owner of Griffin's Lair near Petaluma has decided to drop the entire crop of Syrah and Pinot Noir. John Flynn tells the Chronicle that cutting off the water-starved grape clusters before they ripen will help the vine survive for the future. In a good year, Griffin's Lair supplies as many as eight wineries. However, this is the second year in a row it won't produce any fruit. Last year's crop was rendered unusable by smoke taint from the region's multiple wildfires. Bill Gates is reflecting on his divorce from his wife, Melinda, which was just finalized on Monday. Definitely a very sad milestone. Uh, you know, Melinda's a great person, and uh, that partnership that we had coming to an end is a, a source of, of great personal sadness. The Microsoft co-founder talked about his split Wednesday with CNN's Anderson Cooper, saying he's still talking with his ex-wife now when it comes to running their global foundation. He also opened up about the regrets he has over meeting and spending time with the dead disgraced sex offender, Jeffrey Epstein, but says the goal was to get billions of dollars for global health philanthropy money that never materialized. The White House is defending the CDC order to extend the eviction moratorium across much of the U.S. Mark Mayfield has more. The latest ban on evictions expires in about two months. Press Secretary Jen Psaki noted it's temporary and said it's focused on high-impact areas. President Biden has acknowledged the extended moratorium may not hold up in court. Psaki said the president wants renters to be able to stay in their homes while the economy recovers from the pandemic. I'm Mark Mayfield. Target is joining other major retailers by offering employees a debt-free way to get their degree. Starting this fall, Target said it will cover the cost of tuition, fees, and textbooks for part-time and full-time workers who pursue a qualifying degree at more than 40 schools. The Minnesota-based retailer is the latest company to offer perks to attract candidates in a competitive job market. Target joins other chains, including Chipotle and Starbucks, to have programs that help employees pay for college, with Walmart recently announcing it would cover the full cost of college tuition and books for its employees. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. Illinois health officials are urging anyone who attended Lollapalooza to get tested for COVID-19 this week. The request put out on social media says getting tested will help them shut down any local outbreaks before they get started. More than 300,000 people attended Chicago's largest music festival over the course of the four days. Festival goers were required to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. City officials say more than 90% of attendees were vaccinated. Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts is pulling out of the band's upcoming U.S. tour after having an emergency operation. Reports say the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer underwent a successful procedure in London after a routine physical uncovered a problem that needed to be addressed. The 80-year-old told The Sun he's asked his friend Steve Jordan to stand in for him. The Rolling Stones' 2021 No Filter Tour will weave through the states in September and November. Pop star Rihanna is now the richest female musician in the world. Forbes estimates she's worth $1.7 billion. The Umbrella singer has done eight studio albums and seven concert tours, but that's not where all her money comes from. She launched a lingerie brand in 2018 after the success of her makeup line the year before. Both have the name Fenty, which is her real last name. The 33-year-old goes by her given middle name. It looks like Jeopardy! executive producer Mike Richards might take over as the show's permanent host. 
Variety reports a source close to the deal says Richards is in advanced negotiations to replace the last host, Alex Trebek. Since Trebek's death, a series of guest hosts have filled in his spot. Richards has previously hosted Divided and The Pyramid, as well as executive produced a number of shows, including Let's Make a Deal and The Price is Right. Chris Evans is admitting he's the father of Lizzo's fake pregnancy. The pop star shared her direct messages from the Captain America actor, where he said his mother will be thrilled and made her promise not to throw a gender reveal party. Lizzo joked to her fans that she secured the child support bag. Evans' comments were in little response to a video that the Truth Hurts singer posted where she joked that she was expecting a little America. The unlikely duo had ongoing banter since Lizzo admitted to getting drunk and sliding into Evans' DMs back in April. Reese Witherspoon's media company Hello Sunshine is getting a new owner. The Wall Street Journal reports the private equity giant Blackstone Group bought it for about $900 million. Witherspoon said she started the company to change the way women are seen in media. She said the partnership with Blackstone will allow for the company to tell more stories about women. Matt Damon is clarifying that he never used the F-slur in his personal life after facing backlash for his comments made in a recent interview. Speaking to the Sunday Times, Damon was quoted saying he stopped using the slur after his daughter wrote him a treatise on how the word is dangerous. However, Damon told Variety he understands how many people assumed the worst after the interview, but he clarified saying he never used the word in his personal life. He said he stands with the LGBTQ plus community. Damon explained he was trying to say how proud he was of his daughter for articulating how painful the word is to the LGBTQ plus community, despite how culturally normalized it was. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Roan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Roan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.